Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. I flip that out awful fast every day. And it just kind of came on at the beginning of uh, 11 years ago when I started this show. Uh, and it's ended up my line. So, And I do mean them. They just come out awful fast because we have to get on with the show, you know. And we're going to uh, go to the Lord in prayer. There's a lot to cover today. We're going to have a lot to say today on the show. Daniel will join us, hopefully, on the second segment. And I have a guest coming on the third segment. And we're going to just stop talking about politics during that segment. And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about worship, music, just for that segment. So I want you to hang in because we've got biblical uh, background in music, and I think you will find it very interesting, and uh, we'll just talk about that then. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, because you know, worship, we were made to worship, and he covets your prayers, and he covets your time with him. For such a time as this, Father, we do come together today, right here, right now, As we begin a show, we stop to take time with you, most holy Father. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And oh, the sacrifice for our salvation. Thank you, Father. May we be a people that at least try to live worthy of that salvation. We have no idea the true sacrifice you made. It wasn't just the physical sacrifice, but so much more. Our hearts are heavy in this country, Father, for the evil that we see around us, knowing that our silence has caused much of it. May your people rise up. May we first kneel down and be prayer warriors. Serious prayer warriors. For this nation. For our neighbors who do not know you. What we see is evil. And evil is the absence of you. I ask that you will use today's show. I thank you for my sponsors. I thank you for my advertisers. I thank you for all the guests that are willing to be here with me. I ask your blessings upon them. I ask your blessings upon those listening. And I ask your blessing on today's show. Lead me and guide me, Father, that my words might be of some inspiration. Not for my glory, but for yours. For such a time as this, 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It dawned on me yesterday while listening to the Republic. It was a Republican. It was in the middle of the day. It was before the hearing. And he's one I like. This Jim Jordan. I like Jim. But he said, as I've heard many Republicans say lately, Democrats have nothing to talk about. And that's their excuse for the Democrats doing what the Democrats do. But I immediately thought, wait a minute. So the Democrats have nothing to talk about, and the Republicans keep talking about how the Democrats have nothing to talk about. In the meantime, this nation is plummeting into that dark, godless, communist, tyrannical hole. Abyss. We have a shortage of baby formula. We have food shortages or promises of it. We have gas prices hiking, food prices hiking, clothing prices hiking. Everything is hiking up, up and away. Promises of brownouts. Arrests of political opponents. Death threats and murderous attempts against Supreme Court justices. Mass shootings. Drug addictions. An invasion of our nation coming across our borders. Suicides. Jobs lost. Our national debt is beyond redemption or correction without a collapse. We are on the brink of a war with a superpower, Russia. Our children have been dumbed down, no education, only indoctrination. Our military has been neutered with hate for the government that they're supposed to protect and defend. We have thousands of Americans lost in Afghanistan, left behind. They Nobody talks about it. This administration wants to fundamentally change our Constitution, ignore our Bill of Rights, control all voting polls, control the justice system, remove rule of law. We have hundreds of Americans being held as political prisoners without due process. But the Democrats have nothing to talk about, and the Republicans talk about the Democrats having nothing to talk about. Political theater. It does nothing to solve any of those crises we're facing in America today. The revelation is, my dear friends, America is under siege to a tyrannical government. What we are witnessing, or what we witnessed last evening, if you watched any of it, or if you watched any snippets of it, it was insulting to all of us. They are out to destroy one man? No. They are out to intimidate all of us. All of us who hold to that crazy thing called freedom or liberty. The American way of life. Stop it. We'll control your life. Just like the violence and the protests are meant to intimidate the Supreme Court justices, you know, all of them should be angry. I've always heard that the Supreme Court justices are like a family, even though they're on opposite political sides, which they should not be. They should all be constitutional. I don't want a liberal judge and a conservative judge. I want a body of constitutional judges we can trust. But the theater that we saw and all the policing of our thoughts And our government-owned media, they want to control you, control what you hear, can manipulate you 
and destroy America, to destroy you. And those are my thoughts. Thoughts from Beth's desk. I guess we used to have an article when I wrote for Derry Brownfield, his thoughts from Beth's desk. You know, um, I have an article here. This is kind of a happy news. It's sad but happy. 41 years after her parents were murdered and she disappeared, this little baby, they called her baby Holly, has been found and identified. Says an Oklahoma woman has been identified as a child who made headlines four decades ago when she vanished without a trace during her parents' horrific 1981 murder in Texas. The infant known as Baby Holly is now 42 years old, has been able to reconnect with her biological family thanks to DNA. Oh, science, let me tell you. I bet that DNA also said she was a little female. What do you think? Finding Holly is a birthday present from heaven since we found her on her father's birthday. That's coming from Holly's biological grandmother, Donna Casanta. I prayed for more than 40 years for answers, and the Lord has revealed some of it. We have found Holly. Now, I thought when I read this that we were going to find out the people that raised her were the ones that stolen her, but they're still under investigation, and uh, they say they adopted her. So I'm thinking it was a little human trafficking thing going on. They killed her parents and took the child. Unfortunately, you know, America... We've become a hub for human trafficking. So much for America, huh? You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. I am Elmer Heinrich, president of the company that sells Immuno 150, the most complete nutritional product on the market. This product contains nine exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, 18 amino acids, 70 minerals, COQ10, flaxseed, and much more. The 70 minerals are the key. Immuno 150 has what your body needs, especially the 70 minerals, because you have probably never consumed more than 20 minerals in your life. Place your order for Immuno 150 and include a supply for your children and grandchildren because they need 70 minerals as badly as you do. My wife and I have taken Immuno 150 for many years. I am 88 years old, she is 79, and we're both in perfect health. No aches, no pains, nothing. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is $49.95 and can be ordered on our website, Immuno150.com, or by calling 888-316-2224. That's 888 888- 316-2224. Like thousands of others, you won't believe the results. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to 
your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America the lights on. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. We have Daniel Turner with us of Power of the Future. He's a sponsor of the show. Without him, we wouldn't be here. Literally, without him, we wouldn't be here. Daniel, what you know today? Oh, it is always great to be with you, and especially on a beautiful Friday here in Virginia. Thanks for having me back. You're very welcome. I, I don't know if you watched any of the theater last night, but I think if we'd had to pay for it, we'd have been demanding our money back. <laughs> <laughs> I made a principal decision not, not to, to watch, watch it. it. I understand people who did because I actually, it, and it was a bad decision because I should have watched it because it's part of my job. Um, but I just couldn't take myself to do it, so I, I played with my dogs, and I went to bed. Sometimes we need a little hiatus. Yeah. We just have to. I do that every weekend. I, I don't watch the news until 7 o'clock Sunday night. I start in again. So. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be a disaster. Um, one of the things that I, I, I followed it this morning a little on social media, and I saw what people were saying. One of the things I thought which was pretty funny was that the uh, the chamber was just full of congressmen. I mean, everyone was there. Uh, no one had a mask. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is because for the last two years, they have been in proxy. Um, Nancy Pelosi hasn't required people for the first time ever, really, um, or maybe since World War II, um, members of Congress have not been required to be present to vote. They could vote by proxy. And most of them took advantage of that situation. There are members of Congress who haven't been to D.C. in two years. Why? You know, it's a long trip. It's, 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 it's dangerous. I'd much rather stay in my mansion in San Francisco than have to be with all those other yahoos in D.C., but not <laughs> last night. Last night, everyone was there. They all wanted the camera to see them. Um, some oh, of yeah. our most important hearings ever, from the mafia to uh, other organized crime to Watergate, They've always been 10 o'clock in the morning, but not last night. It was prime time special. 
So it was just one big theater production and and pretty fun. And not a good one. It was not a good theater production. If I was that guy, I wouldn't have ever hung my name to it. No. The guy who's producing it or directing. I don't know if he's directing or what. But he's got some pretty bad actors. I mean, they can't, you know, they've got their teleprompters they're reading or their computers they're reading, whatever it is, their, their speeches on and, and uh, once in a while, they'll raise an eyebrow to act like they're really into it. And it, it was just terribly boring. Now, I did not watch the whole thing, so confession is good for the soul. I saw snippets here and snippets there. And uh, uh, I watched uh, how Newsmax was covering it. I watched how um, Fox News was covering it. And it was a mess. It was just an absolute mess. But one thing I missed, and I wished I'd have seen it. Well, maybe I wished I'd have seen it. It was Ivanka. Her daddy is not happy with her. No. <laughs> and you know what? I wasn't happy with Ivanka when he was president. I wasn't happy when he got elected the first time. And they had the convention. And she got up and talked about what she was going to do for women and child care. Because every time they make a legislation, every time they help us, that's more infringement into our lives. And... It costs the American people more money. So it's socialism because the government's going to help you take care of your children. And I was upset with her then, and I thought, man, I hope he doesn't put her in any position. And he did. But he wasn't happy with her last night because she said she respected uh, Bill Barr as attorney general, and he said that there wasn't enough evidence to that the election was rigged, and she accepts that. And that yeah. that, that set her father off. <laughs> I wonder if he's well, going to send her to a room the, or something. The, the January 6th commission never looked into any allegations of voter impropriety. So for no, them to outright no. dismiss it and say, well, there was none. How do you know you haven't investigated it? But that was not their mandate. Their mandate not, was not to get to the root causes of January 6th. We get to the root causes of everything else, right? We get to the root causes of the immigration problem, and we send billions of dollars to Latin America on a daily basis. Um, but what were the root causes? Why were people there on January 6th to begin with? The the committee doesn't care about that. And maybe that's understandable. They're not there to understand. They just want to know why the riot actually happened. But they've, they've overstepped their bounds. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is because we can all agree that illegally entering the Capitol, when that was the case, we did see acts of violence. Absolutely, we did, we did see. But we can all agree that was wrong. But to force us to say, well, then now you have to take the next step to say that this was orchestrated by the president as, a, as an attempt to overthrow the government. Well, that's a little farcical. And, and, and I can't agree to that because it's just not true. You always paint us as these gun lunatics who bring guns everywhere. But yet the only time they were actually going to overthrow the government, no one brought a gun. They're not very good insurrectionists, right? They're not very good at overthrowing. They're kind of lousy at their job. That's what my Marine brother said. He said they didn't know what they were doing. Last time we had a true insurrection, it was called the revolution, and we knew who was in charge, right? We knew who the ringleaders were. We knew Washington was in charge of the Army. Uh, We knew who the thought leaders were in Jefferson and in Ben Franklin. If that insurrection had failed, they would know who the leaders were. Well, who were the leaders of January 6th? That's why they're trying to say, well, it was Trump. We just need to prove that he was the ringleader. 
but there was no ringleader. It was truly a mob. It was not a mob at the scale of Kenosha or uh, uh, St. Louis um, or the, the, the riots in, in, in Florida when, when Trayvon Martin uh, yeah. was killed. Right. But it, it was a mob and mobs get out of hand. And it's, uh, investigate that. And I will agree with you. How did this mob get so out of hand? But to force us to take that next step of saying, oh, no, no, this was an orchestrated attempt by the Republicans. Well, that's just now silly. And since your investigation is based on a lie, it's going to go nowhere. They're going to have more theater, though. (laughs) Yes. They promised us more theater. You know, Daniel, we have so many problems in this country. And it is intentional, I do believe. And as you know, the energy crisis, we're being promised brownouts. We're being promised, uh, food shortages. And, um, that's, that's the promises we want to hear from politicians. You know, we're, we're being told that we're terrible people if we happen to be born with white skin. We're being told all kinds of things that aren't true. Yeah. There are terrible people with white skin, but there's terrible people of every color. But there's also good people of every color. And uh, this country has had its dark days. But this country is the only country, the only country that had a war to stop slavery. We're the only country that did that and has an emancipated proclamation. Yeah, but they want to continue absolutely. to, to uh, tell us how horrible we are. As they destroy our lives and weaken our military and uh, dumb down our children and indoctrinate instead of educate. And, you know, I've got this this article here that says the aviation airfares in U.S. have skyrocketed 18.6%. Law enforcement and sheriff departments in Michigan instructed their deputies to cut back on visits from non-urgent calls. Emergency services of ambulance crews in Pittsburgh, said it was limiting its service outside of 911 calls after facing a similar budget crunch. So yeah. its fuel expense for the full year is typically $50,000, and it's already getting close to that, and it's only June. They're destroying this country. And, and these are the things that we should be having investigations about, but yes. they're not interested in that. One of the things that, you know, if we could ever find a, a, a bipartisan agreement, and I don't go looking for them, right, because I don't believe the left ever wants to work with us, but maybe this is one philosophical point we can agree with. The reason why this commission is so controversial is because both sides want to use it to stake their claim in legitimacy in Washington, D.C. And can we deduce from that that clearly there is way too much power concentrated in D.C.? And and maybe, if anything, the January 6th Commission can show us, if you all want so bad to be in charge, maybe really the people should be in charge. And what I mean by that is clearly federalism, right? Maybe maybe we shouldn't have so many people just, just... desperate to maintain their their chairman status on a congressional committee or to maintain their their majority in in the in the the senate or run these agencies maybe we can all see you know if 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 you'll go through such lengths to rule in dc then dc shouldn't have that much power to to lord over us um 
uh, that, I, that's all what I hope the takeaway is. I hear the music starting, but I was going to make a comment about not just the theater, but these investigations and these committees. They get paid extra for these committees, don't they? Don't they get a little extra in their paycheck for that? Yes, yes, ma'am. Yeah. So no wonder we have so many committees. <laughs> and no wonder they want on them. And uh, they get paid a little extra. But it comes out of the pockets of the American people. And there was something that brought up last night about this guy that's producing it, directing it. Who's paying him? Because it's against the law for the uh, for us to pay for that. And that's exactly what's happening. So have a good weekend. Take care of those dug- God bless doggies. you, my friend. God bless you. Thank you, Daniel, for all that you do. When we come back, we're going to visit with a friend of mine. Well, she's really more than that. And I'll explain that when we get back. I lay my heart on these tracks. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm going to bring on a, a, I told you when we went into the commercial break that she's a good friend. Well, she is a friend, but she's also my cousin. And we grew up together, and we will not tell stories about that. And it was our brothers that got into most of the trouble anyway. We were just little perfect angels. But uh, her name is Beverly Finley, and she's a native from Missouri. She holds a master's in church music degree from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and a master's in music education from Missouri State University. Beverly is a vocalist and has performed in a variety of areas. She has in, was involved in music mission in New Jersey and in Florida. She was she has performed in churches and conventions across the United States and in Europe and Australia. She has directed choirs in Missouri. Kentucky and Georgia. She taught private singing lessons for over 40 years. She won a short story contest with her story, The Little Star, which was published in the Potpourri 2, a book used for mission settings through the North American Mission Board. She has also written nine television scripts for the former Baptist television program, Disciple Youth. She is currently retired and sings in her church choir in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Beverly is my cousin, as I said. She went a little farther with her music than I did. <laughs> and I remember when I had, uh, when I was still directing choirs, I had her come up and help me when we had a Saturday all day choir practice and we divided the choir up and we did a great, she did a great job for me and as she always does. Beverly, welcome to CSC Talk Radio. It's good to have you here. Thank you, Beth. Thank she you. Has- Glad to be here. You're very welcome. She has read the reason I have her on is, well, first of all, we need to get away from politics every once in a while. But she's <laughs> written a book, a devotional book. It's a 21-day music messages. And today was day four, Sing to the Lord a New Song, for He Has Done Marvelous Things, out of Psalms 98.1. And so I told her, we just I just found out about it this week. That's why I'm on day four. <laughs> And Rudy and I do a devotional every morning. We've got a book from Chuck Swindoll we're using this year. And now we're adding yours to it. I'm going to encourage my sons who have been in music to uh, download this and get it. But I want you to tell me just what inspired you to write this. And I'm really jealous because I'm writing two books. And I've been doing this for, what, five years? <laughs> I haven't got it done yet. Um, yeah. But what what inspired you? Um 
after singing in many churches and directing music um, and seeing the way our country has gone, mm. um, I noticed that uh, sometimes we can get off base and lose our purpose on what we're doing in our worship services and our church services. And when we sing about God, uh, it can be too showy. Um, and we, we don't remember what we're doing that for. We're singing to God. And I wanted to, to write something. I'd taken notes and, uh, studied scriptures regarding singing for, to God. And, um, I kept those notes, and when the COVID lockdown came and there wasn't uh, much else to do, I was able to gather my notes and put them together in, in a small devotional book, um, and uh, I'm I'm pretty pleased with it. I think it's really great, and I don't I like I said I just got started on it. I know mm-hmm. that having been in music and having been in church all my life, particularly in the Baptist church, I was raised Methodist and then I married into the Baptist building, you know. But um, it, I, music can always be contentious. You know, somebody says, well, I want yes. the old songs. And somebody says, I want the right. new songs. And, and I couldn't find, and I know you know exactly where it is, I couldn't find the scripture out of Ephesians where the... They say to use the old and to use the new and to read the Psalms and to do this, you know, it encompasses all of it. But see, it's not about us. It's not about us being entertained. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about singing to the Lord. And I think that's kind of what your devotional is about. Right. Um, recently, um, I had got to go over the verse um, because of the Easter holidays um, and they they read about what happened at the Last Supper and and so forth, the night before Jesus was arrested, um, and the 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 verse from Mark fourteen twenty six. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This was just after the Last Summer Supper, and I wondered what did they sing? Mm-hmm. And Jesus sang as well. He sang with them, and. I'm sure it uh it could have been one of the psalms of course that David had written. Yeah. And because he had written so many for the for the church services and um I just I think uh we need to know why we sing, we need to know what we sing about. Many songs are about praise. Mm-hmm. Um but David wrote about his mistakes and he cried out to God in um in his songs, uh, Moses wrote about his conquests of crossing the Red Sea with the children of Israel. So um, many things, uh, anything, you can take anything to God, and mm-hmm. and uh, he can um, hear you, listen to you, and work in your life. And so, uh, so singing is an offering as well. It's our offering um, just like the sermon, just like the prayer, when we sing or play our instruments, um, it's our offering to God. It's it's all about holding it up to Him. 
Yeah, I, I wish you were closer. I could use a few vocal lessons. <laughs> as my, as my voice is aging, and you know, of course I've got chronic sinus stuff. I've always got this, this uh, little grumble down in there in my lower register. And I can mm-hmm. still sing the higher ones. Not quite as high as I used to, but I can still mm-hmm. sing the higher ones. You know, one thing, I read a book on Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. And when they were done building the wall and they had their, their, uh, dedication and their ceremony and their celebration, they orchestrated it. You know, they had, mm-hmm. they had choirs coming in on one side and the singers coming in on the other. And I, mm-hmm. and I just, I thought it was interesting that mm-hmm. they had both. You know, they had the choir mm-hmm. and they had the singers, you know, so they had the ensembles and they had the choir and uh, maybe a soloist or two. I don't know. But it said singers and they used music. You know, mm-hmm. David used music to soothe Saul and, and, uh, Oh right, yes. yeah. I you know, play it, harp. right, and and music, you know, particularly we're we're talking about Christian music and our on our spiritual and our faith. We can cry out, like you said, David did. We can cry mm-hmm. out and and lean to him, and or we can just sing praises to him. Mm-hmm. And so many of the songs of the hymns. That's what they do, and I always tried to remind people, well, you know, your favorite hymn used to be new. <laughs> it was new at one point in time. It was new. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and I've got a son, uh, as you know, that writes music, and I have several books about the different hymns and their, their, their origin. And it's always yeah. interesting to know what the writer was thinking. Yeah. Not that we could ever know what my son was thinking, but yeah. you know what was on their hearts to to write these verses. Yeah, yeah. there and the contemporary music uh, has its place and it speaks to a lot of us, and of course, particularly the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is worshipful. It um, it is confessional. And um, I think, you know, it's a lot of praise to God, and um, a lot of it is very personal. The gospel songs are much more personal than um, than our hymns, which are, are basically praise sent up to God. But more and more, we are seeing the gospel uh, aspect where it's a personal um, involvement and and personal change that took place and attributing that to God. Let's uh let's go on in through the next segment. I hear the music coming. You know, one of the phrases that Quint used in one of his songs, and I don't know if you had a chance to listen to him yet or not, was jealously guard us. Jealously guard us. You know, oh. God is watching over us and and uh-huh. we are his children and and the jealousy guard us. That just that really sang Very to good. me. It really did, you know, and I'm praying yeah. that he will do that. We're headed into a break. Hang in there, Beverly. We will be right back. Okay. Have you heard about Vine to Bar Chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America.
Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouthwatering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar Chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E. T-O-B-A-R dot com. Cold ship to your door. It's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at Vine to Bar dot com. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message. Liberty for all, and we love America. Order your set now, and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Are you having a difficult time getting in and out of your old bathtub? Here's a new, affordable idea to consider. When you bought your home years ago, you had a traditional bathtub, and you put a shower curtain in it, and it lasted for years. But now, maybe you or your mom is having difficulty getting in and out of a high-step tub. For some people, that can be an accident waiting to happen. If you or one of your parents is in this situation, and you don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, call Steve at Senior Safety Pro Tub to Shower today. They can help you convert any old bathtub into a walk-in shower, in some cases under $2,000, in about a week. It's simple, beautiful, and priced just right. Call Steve right now for your free consultation. 800-809-4221. That's 800-809-4221. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168. 6168 or go to the radio listener special page at mypillow.com promo code bethann 
we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Beverly Ann, because we're both from the, um, well, she's from the southern part of the state, and that's, you know, Bev, um, when I started this show on my own, I didn't know how they were going to introduce me. And Brother Phil <laughs> says, you know how. I go, no, I don't. He said, you're Beth Ann, because that's what... Everyone in Bonterre called me. <laughs> Nobody just said Beth. They all said Beth Ann because that's the southern thing to use that middle ver- that middle name. And she, I am correct. You are Beverly Ann, right? That's right. That's and awesome. uh, my book is under B Ann Finley. B Ann Finley. Uh, let's my tell first initial. Before we get to chatting again, let's tell everybody how to get this. And it is on Kindle. Will you ever have it so that they can download it physically or? You know, print yes, it off like us old people like to do. <laughs> <laughs> you can purchase it through Amazon. Okay. Um, it's in ebook form, and uh, you go to Amazon and sign in, and then in your search bar, type ebooks, music messages, uh, and that's the title of the book: Music Messages, Twenty One Day Devotional. Um, you, when it pulls up the book, then you can click on the book and. Then um, go in and see the different ways that it can be downloaded. Okay. Um, and there is a free Kindle app. If you don't have Kindle, it can go on to other devices that you may have, and um, then you can download it to that. So okay. there, um, it's what, like that. What is the cost to do that? Is there any cost uh, for that? <clears throat> the book, the ebook, is nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. That's yeah. pretty darn cheap. All right. Yeah. We'll see if we can get you some money, cousin. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> good. <laughs> you know, I had uh, two of my boys. Well, all the boys sang in in choirs and and special ensembles and everything in high school. And some of them went on to state and got ones. I brag on them a little bit. Two mm-hmm. of them actually went into music ministry. Right. And my oldest son is, he's kind of taken a little break from that now. But his son, his oldest son, is in music ministry. <laughs> so, you know, it kind of just, it's in our, it's in our blood. My mm-hmm. daddy, as you know, I'm going to tell the listeners here, my daddy played the piano and he was a piano tuner. He yeah. played by ear. Mm-hmm. And how he learned was Beverly's mother showed him the notes on the piano, (laughs) and he took it from there. So it was your mom and my dad that I know of that were the musical ones in the family. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. I don't know if any of the others were or not, but I know those two were. Yes. And, of course, their mother played piano in church. Oh, Grandma did. I did not know that. uh Okay. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. She... She was, I don't remember her going to church whenever I was down there visiting, but maybe it was because we yeah. were I know she went. Uh, uh-huh. I know she went to a Pentecost church, if I remember uh-huh. correctly. And, right. uh, uh, yeah, I didn't know she played I should have known that because they had the piano. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she pretty much, uh, let go and let her kids do, I guess, but, uh, like we seem to, to do at times. But, yes, and I think, uh, their sister, Mildred played piano in church. Okay, uh, for the all church. Right. Yes. So they all had a little bit of that music in them, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I know that your mom and my dad definitely did, and and definitely. Uh, you definitely <laughs> do. 
Beverly's not yeah. only a, a singer, she's not only that, a vocalist, she's also a pianist. And yes. now you played clarinet? Clarinet through okay, high school, school and okay. college. Yes. Okay. So do you yeah. still pick up that licorice stick? No, I haven't. Not for a long, long time. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. You know, Beverly, I think it, this um, music messages that you have written is is really great. And uh, thank you. Of course, music is in me, and it's in you. But I think everyone who says, "Well, I can't sing," or "I can't do this," that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter at all. And uh, I kind of, my the church I'm attending now, they have done away with choir, and they just have a group of ladies that, that lead up there. And it, it's not a band. It's not a worship band. Mm-hmm. It's just a group mm-hmm. of ladies that lead up there. And I don't mean to put that down in any way, but I really miss a choir because mm-hmm. I miss the, the combination of those voices, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I miss directing a little bit, but... Uh, I don't want to get back into it. <laughs> I do miss it so much. <laughs> it's very tight. It ties you down greatly. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't go oh, and visit yeah, my sons who were in the ministry because I was busy on Sunday also. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a commitment. It is a commitment. And I don't think people actually realize how much the, mm-hmm. the music, the worship leader, the music, uh, director does in the church. I don't think mm-hmm. they realize that it isn't just that. That hour, that few minutes that you see them up on, on the platform there trying to lead worship. And there is a difference yeah. between singing and worshiping. And yeah. I'm going to kind of throw that out at you because I know, uh, you could probably do a better job of explaining that than I can. Well, um, I think we have to keep in mind, um, what our purpose is when we're mm-hmm. perform- singing in church. It's not like, um, if you <clears throat> went to school and studied music and you did a recital, uh, that's kind of a performance showing your abilities. And we get excited when our, our, our family is in church singing and, and as, and I think that's very appropriate. I think we're proud of our family and uh, we should be proud of them singing anywhere they are, are playing their music, musical instruments. But, um, uh, it's important. I uh, like the verse, 1 Corinthians fourteen fifteen. So what shall I do? I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. Mm. Uh, and in, in Corinthians, the church at Corinth was very disorderly, people talking over the top of each other, they're, uh, you know, noisy and all kinds of things during the worship service. And what Paul was trying to get them to do is, Stop and wait for each other to um, to speak, and then now it's your turn. You know, but it's like little children, not like uh, grown people who should know better. But um, <laughs> <clears throat> so we should just think, think about what you're singing. Um, you might not choose a certain song that you know a pop song you hear on the radio for a church service because you know that's not appropriate. Uh, right. It just it doesn't have anything to do with God. <laughs> yeah, I never um, liked Daddy's hands. Somebody sang that in church one time, and I go, "That you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not yeah. that's not appropriate." <laughs> but 
Did you know that? And I'm, I'm, I've lost the title of the song, but it, the one verse in there is prone to leave the God I love. Oh, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I think of that one. Mm-hmm. Come thou fount of every blessing is the name of it. And when yeah. I read the words of the songs that my youngest, Quint, had written, you know, I think about how he, he's very, he's deep in his thinking and his spirit and, mm-hmm. and, um, and yet they're very simple messages, you know, like, you know, God guard us jealously. Guard our yeah. hearts jealously. We belong to you. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just my, I hear the music. We're about out of time here. <laughs> I want everybody to go to Amazon and look up on ebooks, music messages and download that and share that. It's just 21 days. You get, Go to the scriptures and see what it says about praising the Lord in song. Um, thank and you, Beverly. And this can be used personally or in a group devotion. Absolutely. We're out of time. We're going to hit the okay. hit the clock here, and we always close with "Bring America Home." Thank. You. Calling all patriots, come meet a modern-day hero, Tom Jones, on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at Liberty Hall on Friday evening, June 24th, from 5 to 7 p.m. There will be free food and drink, so bring your family and friends to celebrate Tom's amazing achievement. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at unitedwepledge.org slash v2v. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Call for Civility dot com.